Coming up, the people who are the most woke seem to also be the most racist for some reason. Hmm. Pat Gray joins us to talk about the triumphant return of leakages. And then Chad Prather stops by to marvel over the continuing inspiration that is the Nancy Pelosi sucks pen. What a first week of the show. I mean, there have been a couple of bumps and bruises, like when I mistakenly did an entire show in Mandarin Chinese. My bad. You know what I had to do. But please subscribe, rate, and review uh, this podcast. And if you're on YouTube, click on the bell for notifications. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We end this week as the 13th biggest podcast on iTunes. And I have to thank you for that, sincerely. I also have you to blame for not making it number one. So, I mean, very best we're even. This is Stu Does America. Stu Does America. The world is a pretty confusing place, isn't it? Sure, some questions are easy. Like, is the sky blue? Will the sun rise? Does Nancy Pelosi suck? I mean, this pen right here says she does. So, pretty sure she does. Okay. Then there are sometimes difficult gray areas that can be a little tough to decipher for the average person trying to get through the day. Is it interrogation or is it torture? Is it art or is it pornography? Is Gwyneth Paltrow an insane charlatan enriching herself for overpriced pseudoscientific nonsense? I mean, there's not really another option to that one, but I think you understand how difficult these questions can get. I mean, she's selling a gold sex toy for $3,400. She might just be trolling us at this point to be honest with you. But considering racism is correctly treated as horrific, how can we have such a hard time as a society figuring out what is racist and what is not? Should it be such a hard question? If you're in the media or in Washington, you already have created a whole system of checks to figure out uh, the entire thing. And a flowchart is basically designed to identify racism as it goes. Here's how it works. Basically, you ask the question, uh, you ask if that is racist, and then you just answer yes. That's pretty much it's the entire flowchart right there. <laughs> That's it. Its elegance is contained inside its simplicity. Let's try a couple of examples. You can apply this at home. Uh, white supremacist march in Charlottesville. Is it racist? <laughs> well, yes, it is. You're right. Thank you very much. How about the president who has overseen the lowest unemployment rate for African-Americans in history? Is he racist? Uh, yes, he is. Of course he is. See, this is so nice and easy. Those particularly advanced societal observers, however, might notice a little bit of a problem here. Because sure, this works for the easy examples, but what if things get more complicated? There are exceptions to everything, and there's no differences with this thing. You gotta, you gotta apply it and really put some thought into it. For example, random guy wearing blackface. Is that racist? Yes, of course it is. Obviously, it's blackface. Of course it's racist. But... But if they take a little of that leftover blackface and they go to the Constitution and they black out the Second Amendment, well, no longer racist. That's North Ralph Northam from Virginia. Under, he's under the paint right there. You can see him. What if they endlessly rant about universal health care on their late night show? Is that racist? <laughs> no, it's not racist. It's Jimmy Kimmel. Hmm. Or if they're a failed comedian appearing live in the Catskills on Tuesday nights at 4.30 p.m. right after the buffet opens. Are they racist? No, of course not. That's not racist. That's Joy Behar. All right, fine. One more. Uh, how about this one? What if a left-wing prime minister who looks like he got the job after he broke his boy band up and went solo, is that racist? Ooh, no, 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 no. That's not racist. That's Justin Trudeau. Trudeau. 
All these are completely and totally appropriate uses of blackface, as we all recognize. Basically, it's a simple formula. Just check and see if the racist is on the left, and then they're not racist at all. And if you think surviving a little black paint is impressive, what if you advocate for a few dozen million African-American babies to be systematically eliminated off the face of the earth? Sounds super racist to me on its face. But do they love Planned Parenthood? Yes? Oh, well, then guess what? It's not racist. Hmm. In fact, it is the platform of the Democratic Party, just to let you know. All this can leave the uh, average person a little bit confused, sort of like trying to figure out what you're supposed to do with moon juice sex dust available now from Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop for the low, low price of $38 for an ounce and a half. Honestly, to me, dust seems like the literal last thing you would want to add to sex, unless, of course, we're talking about the Hunter Biden kind of dust. I have heard that is an incredible way to win yourself a fabulous vacation weekend at an Arkansas courtroom. Even with a handy chart like the one the media uses, mistakes can still be made. So allow me, and this is going to be radical, propose a simple and easy test to figure out if something that has been said is racist. Now, this is a little bit different than the media model, which has nothing to do with actual racism and instead tests party affiliation. This one uses a little bit of common sense. So let's see if we can try it. Step one, change the colors in the statement. Step two, say it out loud in a public place. And step three, I got to tell you, at that point, you're going to know the answer to the question. Is it racist? Yes or no. OK, so let's try it. Uh, if the statement is only white people should be allowed to uh, go on this bus with us. OK, change it to only black people should be allowed to be on this bus. Is this racist? Well, of course it's racist. That's terribly racist. So, you know, the original one was racist, too. How about black people should should be enslaved to work for white people? Let's change the color. White people should be enslaved to work for black people. Is that racist white people? Mm, Yes, it is. You know, it is right. That's totally racist. And that's how you know. Now let's get a little more challenging with a recent example. Watch public service announcement. Excuse me. If y'all didn't know, this is the MSC. And frankly, there's just too many white people in here. And this is a space for people of color. So just be really cognizant of the space that you're taking up because it does make some of us POCs uncomfortable when we see too many white people in here. It's only been open for four days. Mm. And frankly, there's the whole university for a lot of y'all to be at. And there's very few spaces for us. So keep that in mind. Thank you. All right, let's try it. Frankly, there's just too many white people in here, and this is a space for people of color. Let's swap that around. It's going to be easy. And by the way, you can, if you're media matters, you just pull this one right out of context and no one will even know. Frankly, there are just too many black people in here, and this is just a space for people of non-color. Is that racist? Yes, it sure is. That means the original was also racist. How about this fun Valentine's Day date with a white couple? Here it is, right here. There you go. This is the white man. Get these white women and get these white people in here, man. Keep on coming. Keep on coming. Keep on coming, Mr. White Man. Keep on going. Keep on going, man. I just, how, how do we survive? All right, let's apply the same thing. Hey, white person, come kiss my African-American feet. Now flip it. Hey, black person, come kiss my Caucasian feet. Does that sound racist? Survey says... Uh, Yeah, you got it. Pretty racist, huh? 
You can also use this to find out if policies are racist. And this one's a little dicey because, you know, we're told conservatives are super duper racist. Let's test some conservative policies. For example, affirmative action. Uh, make sure you hire the first three black people. I want three black people hired first. Now let's switch the colors. Make sure you hire three white people first. Does that sound like a good idea? Uh, it sounds pretty racisty to me, to be honest with you. <laughs> At the end of the day, being a woke college student doesn't immunize you from racism. Seems like the process of becoming woke focuses so much of your brain power on race, it's all you think about. There's a better path. Just remind yourself of one simple thing, and this can get crystal clear really fast. It is never a good idea to make a decision based on skin color. Never. No real exceptions to that one. Don't do it. Adopting that mantra might not get you on MSNBC, but it will make the world a better place. Who does America? Joining me is international celebrity, heartthrob, <laughs> ca- calendar pinup, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, nuclear physicist. Yes. Also host of Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat yes. Gray. Thank you. I do. You're welcome. Great to join you here in Philadelphia. This is really cool. It's very nice. We're doing the show here, though, when we were together just today in Dallas. Yeah, I know. Weird. That's the wonders of air travel. Yes. Uh, It'd probably be more efficient to maybe (laughs) just have done it in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, we could have just done that. Uh, I don't Um, know, but it's fine. I really hate. I like Philadelphia. Okay. And uh, I just couldn't. I couldn't deal with the Dallas backdrop. I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. Really not. Uh, so thanks for coming on. Yeah. This is, this is really cool. Uh, th- we were just talking about this off the air. It's been uh, coming up on three years. In August, it'll be three years since Pat and Stu ended. How is that possible? I don't know. Time. And look, passed. it's amazing how we look so much better. That's right? what I think is what people talk about. It's incredible, yeah. They're like, wow, back like, then. You guys have actually gone backward in aging. Yeah. Like 20 to 25 years yeah. is what I hear most <laughs> of the time. <laughs> I've, I've heard that because when you watch, I was listening to a, a TV interview uh, the other day. It was one of the guys from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm. And he was describing how he made his character fat for a season. And he, and he really did. He gained like 50 pounds. And he's just got this big beer gut. He's usually like this big ripped guy. I've done that. And, right. Huh. That's how we've been doing it for the past like 30 <laughs> yeah. years. Like yeah. we, it was all for a role. But he pointed out that uh, when he was watching Friends and he was re-watching through the series, that on Friends, all of the characters, as the series goes on, they all get better looking because they all get richer mm. and they all get personal stylists and publicists and all those other things. Right. Where it's the exact opposite of real life. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we don't have stylists. Uh, no. No. No, that would be nice. This is as good as it gets for us. Pretty much. <laughs> Although I will say you are uh, picking up the mantle of uh, patents too. Uh, and you have you've brought it back, brought us back to the leakages era. Right. I, I'm curious when you're when you're breaking at, uh, breaking it out that you're going to be doing a leakages bit, which you've done. It's it's released now. It's online, uh, and you can watch it. And you should watch it. Obviously, it's a very important piece. Uh, did you have to saving lives? Yeah, saving lives. Did you have to walk the audience through why the hell you were doing a leakages bit? Uh, I probably should have, but I didn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't I just know. assume they knew. They just assume they know. You know, it's only been seven years. Let me, since let me the quiz last you here. Leakages. Do you remember why the leakages thing started? I kind of do. Okay. Uh, we were doing a bit on Pat and Stu. It was a story that involved the word leakages, leakages. Mm-hmm. which I found unusual and stupid. <laughs> and I said, you know, we should start a show called. 
leakages, and it just kind of grew from there. <laughs> and then the legend occurred. That show was uniquely able to do things like that. Yeah. Uh, like one word yeah. in a news story, and all of a sudden... And all of a sudden, we're so, doing something bizarre for a long time, and nobody knows why. Sorry, no one knows why. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of that, uh, of doing something bizarre for a long time, and no one knows why, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders has been supporting socialism uh, and been an ideologue for 50,000 years. I don't know the exact time frame, but it's a long one. And he is somehow leading a party that we were told back in the patent suit days, only a couple of years ago, that it was totally terrible to, to call a Democrat a socialist. It was mm-hmm. racist. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, the worst thing you could say. I mean, it's totally untrue. They're not interested in that at all. And yet here we are with a front runner. That's a socialist. You know, there's that aspect of the Democratic Party. There's also the aspect of, hey, I've, I love the Second Amendment. Nobody wants <laughs> to take your guns away from you. Then they're opening, tell, opening, openly telling us, hell yeah, I'm going to take your guns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so a lot has changed in a very short time for the Democrat Party. It's yeah. really amazing. We played a clip, uh, I think it was a couple of days ago, you might have seen the same one that was going around about Amy Klobuchar. So here she is in 2006. And she's up on stage making a, in the debate for her Senate seat. And she's saying, well, of course we need strong borders. And of course we need a fence. That's a big part of the strong borders. How else can you have a strong borders without a fence? It's like, who are these people? That's 2006. You used to bust out all the time the Harry Reid clips from the 90s. This guy was a border hawk. Right. Harry Reid, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi. They've all been down that road with the border. And they've all completely changed now. They're, I mean... That party has gotten so radical and so extreme that, you know, JFK wouldn't recognize that party. No. He couldn't be a part of that party. No. And, and yet they're always saying it's the Republicans who've gone off the rails. We're the ones who've <laughs> gone so extreme and so radical. Yeah, sorry, we just want babies to live. I know that really well, is terrible. That it's is a, terrible. That one's pretty bad. It's I awful. Gotta say. It's out there. They're loud. It's out uh, there. They eat all the time. Yeah. They do almost no work around the house. They grow up and breathe and release CO2. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a real problem. They're really dependent. Uh, I mean, they're almost, they're basically socialists. Babies are socialists. <laughs> they're always, they're asking you for everything. It's true. They don't take care of themselves. This is a... They I, count on authority to do it all for them. Yeah. It's pretty despicable. It uh, is. And they're not respectful at all. They're not, not at respectful all. of your time. No. Uh, do they ever bring home a box of donuts uh, no. just to say thank you? No. No. They do nothing. They just take, 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 take. And then they don't even bother to go into the bathroom to go to the bathroom, <laughs> which is a massive problem for me. Um, so I, 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 am tr- I go back and forth on this one, and I don't know which one is which. But do you think that if you want, you want Donald Trump to win because you don't want one of these people to win, whether you like Trump or not, you just can't be rooting for Bernie Sanders to be president. But if you have a Klobuchar-Sanders or a Buttigieg-Sanders, is there any difference I mean, is there a a noticeable difference that you would rather have one of them win so you avoid the worst case scenario? Yeah, so it looks like the other side wins easily uh, or more easily. Yeah, because I mean, I think that there is that split there. I'm going through that in my head all the time because I think it's so important that Democrats never win another election. Democrats, (laughs) not even locally, not even not even local elections. They can never win Mm -hmm. another election. But other than that, you don't have a lot of requests. Right. That's just that one. Just no more Democrats ever. But especially for president, Uh, it is critical. They not win in 2024, 2028, 2032, (laughs) 2036, 2040 and infinity. Um, It's because because they are so radical and they are so extreme now. So I'm always going through that. 
uh, scenario in my head. Would it be better if it's Bernie Sanders because he's a clear-cut admitted socialist and Trump can play off of that and show the dichotomy between socialism and capitalism and how well the economy is going and do you want to risk that now with this guy? Uh, and, you know, he can go back to his honeymoon days in the Soviet Union. <laughs> You've got a lot with Bernie yeah. Sanders. His, his psycho sexual stuff in oh, yeah. the 70s that how does was he get away so with that? bizarre I, I no idea um or would it be better for somebody that's really kind of an unknown like Klobuchar or Buttigieg I mean you've got his that uh commercial that Biden did against Buttigieg was, in Iowa was brilliant it was really good and Trump could do the same thing or similar and it would work for and Trump it would work I think one of the issues where it doesn't work for Biden is it's not really it's not really consistent with the way he was playing the campaign up until that point. Right. It's like he's like this nice guy. Oh, I'm the leader and, you know, I'm the front runner and everybody's OK. We have great guys here. Whoever's going to win, I, I'm going to go against Trump. But I think it's going to be me because I'm the front runner. He loses one race and all of a sudden like these bastards suck. This guy can't. He can barely tie his shoes. You're going to give him the presidency. Like right. it, it flipped really fast. And I think yeah. that's why it felt he's inauthentic. Desperate. He was. Well, he was. And he yeah. should at this point, he should be yeah. desperate. Uh, that's that's definitely a problem. Um the Sanders thing is, I, I feel like there's a youth split here, too, in that, like, the, the, the Sanders is, to me, uniquely dangerous because of his age. Um, now, Bloomberg is old, too, and, and pretty much all their candidates are old at some level. Mm -hmm. um, but I, the ideolo ideology and how long he's been living it, combined with the age, which gives you kind of the, like, well, what do I care about my future, my legacy? Like, I'm not, I'm not running again. Like... Where Buttigieg might get in there and be pressured by the middle. He might get in there yeah. and be pressured by, you know, uh, by some of his constituents in Indiana who say, wait a minute, you're going too far. Maybe he does. That's not going to happen with, with, with uh, Bernie Sanders. True. And, I, you know, they, they present him, the mainstream media presents Buttigieg and Klobuchar as moderates, even though uh, they're really not moderates. Not even close. I mean, Buttigieg is, is, is saying he wants to pack the Supreme Court. Like, yeah. this is something that FDR... Uh, tried to do and was you know ruled unconstitutional years and years and years and years and years ago. He wants to come up with a new way to do it. Uh, it. It is pretty amazing that they would even try that and try to call them moderates. They're just not. There are no moderates over there. No, there aren't. And and they all believe in in pretty much abortion on demand yep. at any time during the pregnancy. Buttigieg just went through all that. Um, that he doesn't want to get in the way of a woman's right to choose at any point in the pregnancy. At any point. Well, he's just like a big libertarian, Pat. Yeah. Right. Just does not want that government. He just can't do it. He wants well, not to... in that particular, but in every <laughs> right. other instance. Sure, every other the one, The government's yes. fine. But this one but not is... that one. He's got a hardcore... He's basically like a, a Rand Paul times Ron Paul. Uh, he just... He's so libertarian, you almost can't even see him. He almost wants... He's almost anarchy. Yeah. When it comes to abortion, exactly. they want well, no rules, no restrictions. <laughs> <laughs> you can have them in a, in a, in a, you know, behind the dumpster. You can have them in a, in, in a, in a car. You can have them anywhere you want, mm -hmm. as long as that baby dies. <laughs> that's that's we make sure that thing is not alive. It's really fun. It's really fun. So, do you think Sanders can actually win this thing? Is he is he the guy right now? I, you know, I didn't think so at first, but I, I kind of do now. I mean, I think he's proven he's a formidable force right now. He's. You know, if you win Iowa and New Hampshire, which you basically did, yeah. I mean, there's some debate about Iowa, but he won New Hampshire. He's in the lead, according to the latest poll I just saw in Nevada. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's getting closer in South Carolina. I mean, if you're winning the first three, you've got some momentum. And you probably win that fourth one. You might. Or at least you're going to be very close. Yeah.
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a kind of a fascinating thing to watch because I remember, you know, going back again to uh, the Pat and Stu days, there was a famous day in which you were, uh, we were talking about the election and you decided to say if Elizabeth Warren becomes president or becomes a nominee, I think it was, yeah. you would eat I'd your eat underwear. underwear. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time, while I wanted to hold you to that because I thought it would be fun, mm-hmm. the other part of me realized there's no way Elizabeth Warren is going to become president of the United States. She's a socialist. I do not have this confidence anymore. Oh, yeah. It's long gone. You wouldn't make that bet again. I wouldn't. I've sworn off all eating my underwear bets (laughs) from now until the end of time. Yeah. And you won that one. I did win that uh, one. Yeah. I was fortunate. I don't think, you know, obviously it wouldn't happen now because she could have, at some point we thought she was going to win this thing. I mean, she was ahead. I mean, it's interesting to see all these candidates go through and just take turns choking the election away. Yeah. I mean, Biden had this thing the whole time, choked it. Warren had her run. She blew it. Uh, I mean, you could certainly make the argument uh, that Buttigieg has had several bumps where he could have taken control and hasn't been able to. Klobuchar is having her moment now. Uh, Kamala had her moment. Beto had his moment. Like they just all just came and went. I mean, it's been it's disturbing to see that the United States of America might pick one of these people to be president, which it is still very possible. Yeah. But on the other side, uh, it is really fun to watch. And and I think it shows the weakness of their candidates because they can't settle on anybody. As soon as they learn who these people are, they're like, no, wait, no, I can't do that. I'm going to go to somebody else. <laughs> they go to somebody else and it's like, oh, no, I no, I can't do that. Yeah. And so on and so on down the line. And everybody's had their shot. And now it looks like uh, Bloomberg has the best shot at buying the election to a certain extent. Crazy. So we'll see what, you know, do you want a totalitarian at the top of your ticket? Somebody don't, who, don't ask them that. You don't want the, you don't want the answer. Probably. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, before uh, we, we, we leave here, um, give me, uh, if you're looking into the future here, and this is tough to do because, I mean, it's really up in the air. Mm-hmm. End of the day, uh, we go, do we go to a broker convention? Does Sanders win this thing outright? Does Bloomberg make his run? Who, who wins? And I... I can't imagine there being a brokered convention because it happened. It hasn't happened in, I don't know how long. 1952. Yeah, or a long time yeah. ago. Um, so I gotta believe it's it's Sanders or Biden. Maybe Biden comes back. Really? Yeah. I mean, his national polling is actually held up even after Iowa and New Hampshire. He's still second. He's still second. Yeah. I mean, that might just be these other states haven't paid attention at all. But uh, that I was surprised he didn't fall off more. In the national polls. But I think Buttigieg is probably pr- precluded because apparently the minorities don't like him. <laughs> it does so seem that's a to be a thing. That's a problem. A lot of polling to show that they, they're not fans of, mm-hmm. of Mayor Pete. Klobuchar just doesn't have that je ne sais quoi, yeah, if no, you she will. Uh, I think Elizabeth Sanders is fading again. Warren, yeah. She's mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, Elizabeth Warren. It's the same it's person. It's a Freudian slip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, who else is there? It's, you know, Bloomberg. I, you know, I don't, once they remember who he is, is... once they show him at the Republican convention endorsing George W. Bush, that's going to hurt him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know. I think it might. Uh, it's going to hurt him. All right. Uh, Pat Gray, Pat Gray Unleashed. You can get the podcast uh, wherever you get your podcasts, of course. Subscribe to it, please. Also on YouTube, you can subscribe there and see the show every day now. Right? Every day. On YouTube. That's very cool. Yep. Uh, and uh, obviously, uh, I mean, leakages, leakages is the big one. I mean, it's, I, it's the big you one. Spent right three now. billion dollars, three and a half billion dollars on this we project. Went a little bit over, oh, go, over our three billion dollar budget. Yeah, you, three and a half billion. You were, you kind of spent on this, like Bloomberg spending on this. Uh, I did, 
but you'll see why. <laughs> when you watch it, you'll understand. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate right. it. Back in a second. So Tom Steyer is still running for president. He's actually showing up uh, relatively decently in a couple of places, South Carolina and Nevada among them. Uh, he's up around 15 percent, actually, in uh, Nevada or uh, South Carolina, I think it is. Nevada, he's at, I think, 11 percent. He's competitive, though he's not going to, to win the presidency. Um, he's trying all sorts of different things. He came out the other day and said he's going to do a $22 minimum wage, which I don't know if I'm you, but if I'm another candidate, I'm coming out the next day, $23 minimum wage. I mean, you just keep doing this. Let's go to $500 minimum wage. Why, why stop there? Uh, Tom hasn't spent that much time on the border. He's been more of a climate change guy, generally speaking. But uh, there might be a reason for that. Here is Tom Steyer talking about the border. I am someone who would decriminalize the border. Mm. Mm-hmm. I am someone who would, in fact, get rid of the wall. Mm. Get rid of the wall or get rid of the border? When you decriminalize something like that, you're... I mean, you decriminalize a border, you just don't have a border, right? I mean, they did this in Montana for a while. They, they decriminalized speeding, which sounds like really awesome, actually. You could just go pretty much as fast as you wanted. I think you had to give a $5 uh, cash payment to a police officer if you got pulled over for going an excessive speed. But what was the result of that? Of course, you're going to just drive around as fast as, as possible. Uh, you, if you don't have a border uh, and you, you're not going uh, to have any way to stop people from coming in, you're going to have no way to sort people out. So if you decriminalize the border, you don't have a border. And if you don't have uh, a personality, you're not going to be president, unfortunately, for Tom Steyer. Uh, Amy Klobuchar also kind of doesn't have a personality. She has been doing this thing where she tells the same story over and over and over again. It's been driving me crazy. Um, And apparently Comedy Central noticed the same thing. Watch. The president actually sent out a tweet. He made fun of me for talking about climate change in the middle of a blizzard. And he called me Snow Woman. So I wrote back, hey, Donald Trump, the science is on my side, and I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. So I wrote back, hey, Donald Trump, the science is on my side, and I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. So I wrote back, Donald Trump, the science is on my side. And I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. Sometimes, if you haven't noticed, you use a little humor. Like when he called me Snow Woman at my announcement in the middle of that thing, I wrote back on Twitter, I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. So I wrote back, hey, Donald Trump. So I wrote back. Uh, hey, Donald Trump. So I wrote back. I wrote back. I tweeted back. The, the science, science is on, on my, my side. side. And I'd like to see and how I'd your like hair would fare. How and I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. And I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. Mr. Umbrella Mr. Umbrella Man. And he called me Snow Woman. So I wrote back, I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. Can we get more cardstock that I can successfully paper cut my veins? Because this is cheap and it's not working. She's absolutely the worst. All right, I will give you one group of people who are actually worse than Amy Klobuchar. Uh, We'll do that at the end of the show today. You don't want to miss that. Back in a second. 
very excited here on Stu Does America for the debut of Mr. Chad Prather, of course, host here on the Blaze TV and watchchad.com, your place to go to find wherever Chad's going to be. You can stalk him wherever you need to go. You know what you do? Success. Stu does success. That's what I do? Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. That's what I like about you. Really? Yeah. You're suave, Mm -hmm. debonair. Oh, yeah. Down mm-hmm. home, we called it Sue Ave and Deboner. <laughs> you are that. And just the way this show is climbing the charts, it's fantastic. I've taken your name in vain. I've cussed you. <laughs> I've looked at it, and I've compared your top 20 to my 163 for the Chad Prather show. <laughs> but I love the set. I love the show. Everything's good. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, I'm, uh, I, I'm kind of fascinated to see uh, how this all kind of plays out. It's fun doing this stuff, you know? Yeah. It's great because we have a great group of people here now, you know? I mean, we, we have for a long time, but, like, it's, like, a lot of fun people here, people that, like, have all different, they, you know, go kind of different. Well, look at this. I mean, look at this, right. I mean, you know, I, like, I pretend to be, you know, have it all together most of the time, but I put on the hat just to come out here just to stir people up. I like that. <laughs> yeah, just to stir people up. Nowhere on any of my social medias, though, does it say that I'm a cowboy. Nowhere. But people say, oh, you're a fake cowboy. And I'm like, I'm not even a real one. <laughs> not even fake. I'm just, I just I play dress up. This is cosplay for me. I like that. I love it. Um, I feel like we are we're getting to the point now with the president where he might just start coming out in like pajamas. Like he doesn't even he doesn't care anymore. We're at the point where he's already survived an impeachment. So he can do whatever he wants Mm -hmm. at this point. Uh, You know, he he was battling with John Kelly this week that he's like, you know, I think he might just like personally walk in and walk Roger Stone right out of prison himself. (laughs) He might do it. He might break him out. Just to see what happens. You know, at this stage of the game, what's Trump? 73 years old? Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. I mean, the guy is set in his ways. He's not going anywhere, and he's not going to change the way he does things. So, yeah, you can look at certain things and say, well, that's kind of a bad look. It doesn't matter at this point. It yeah. doesn't care. It doesn't matter at this yeah. point. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of the stuff he's doing is completely, like, I don't think these are necessarily bad things. The media, of course, makes them yeah. these huge deals. But what I find is interesting is, like, if you really believed this guy was this bad, that he was this uniquely terrible character that would use any of his power to do anything he wants and is a real danger to, to the country, the last thing you'd try to do is impeach him over nothing. Yeah. Because he legitimately feels like he's you know, got a double jeopardy situation. He's got he's immunity. What are you going to do? You're, you're going to impeach him again next week? It's not going to happen. He as you have you've taken away the biggest bullet, uh, you know, in the Constitution. Right. Yeah. Like this is what the founders said. Like if someone does something really bad, you got to try it. You don't try it for no reason. Because if this guy is as bad as you say he is now, he's fully unleashed. Yeah, earlier this week we had uh, Turning Point's Charlie Kirk on my show, and I asked him right off the bat because he's sort of like an adopted son to the to the Trumps, you know. I mean, he's always yeah. there. I think that Donald likes him better than Eric, and, yeah. and you know, he's just always right there. And so I said, you know, how's the president doing? He said he's doing great. He's empowered, and I'm like, oh God. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> that may not be good. Like, if he's feeling untouchable at this point, you know, the Don's going to come out. And who knows, man, at this point. I, that, I, that's why I'm sort of excited to see what will or would happen if he is elected for a second term. Yeah. When he becomes untouchable, right? Because let's face it, Adam Schiff came out and said, I've got all these mountains of evidence, you know, just all this, this proof. And there's been nothing. nothing. So you don't have anything other than you don't like the guy. So if he feels untouchable, he already was anti-PC and, and just off the charts untouchable by the mainstream media, and he doesn't care about him. What could come next? 
it's kind of it's kind of interesting to watch. It's scary. Yeah. I know people in the world of comedy and humor where I come out of. We're like, yeah, dude, give it to him. Let him tweet three times more. Yeah. I mean, can it's you imagine material. having that much power? You can sit on the toilet at three thirty in the morning in the White House and tweet something out, call somebody a name, and you control the news cycle for the next thirty six hours. He's the puppet That's master. Power. It, it really is. I mean, and it, it's funny. Who's giving him that power? Yeah. It's not his power. The media is giving it to him, right? They don't have to cover every time he tweets. They don't have to pretend every time he tweets it's a national catastrophe. Yeah. Right? They could just ignore it, but they don't because they're obsessed with him. They are uniquely obsessed with him like no other president. I mean, they hated George W. Bush. They hated Ronald Reagan. They hated all these guys, but they are obsessed with him. It's, 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 a, it's a dedication. It's almost like, you know, a, a, a separated lover. Like they are like so intense about it. And I don't think... I don't, it's certainly not good for the country. Yeah. But it's not even good for their cause. Yeah. Right? Like it doesn't even help them move the ball down the, 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 the field for, you know, progressivism or whatever else they're trying to push. Yeah, it's a bad look. And at the end of the day, people trust the media less. Yep. But let's face it, he's a cash cow. Yeah. He makes, what, $1.2, $1.4 billion a year for Twitter. I mean, Twitter was kind of tanking until Trump came along. It did feel like that. And then yeah. it, was a, it was an injection in the arm. You know, just a big old fat steroid B12 shot for Twitter. <laughs> and, and it's been the same thing. You know, CNN, we've seen the James O'Keefe videos. We've seen the kind of the secret camera things where they're bragging about this. But they know it's money. It's 100 yeah. percent money. So as much as you hate him, I mean, think about what you didn't know three years ago. We thought that the Department of Justice was nonpartisan. We thought that we didn't know who Brian Stelter was. We didn't care. We knew, <laughs> but we didn't care. But now these guys, you know, Jim Acosta and Jake Tapper, they're the people we love to hate. We didn't we didn't we didn't care about Don Lemon's sexual persuasion. Nobody cared about any of this stuff. But Trump comes along and it's like, boom, now these people, you know, Chris Cuomo, you know, uh, Frito and all these things. It's just gotten silly. It's made people insane. It's like he drops an insanity pill yeah. in, the, in people's drinks. Well, it's why, you know, we went out this year for 2020. Our comedy tour, I say our, like I'm a multiple personality here, uh, <laughs> is am I crazy? And it's a rhetorical question. Yes, I am. But everybody else is. We're all somewhere on that insanity spectrum. And so I've started looking at, you know, I've said forever, I said, if Washington, D.C. is going to keep writing these jokes, we're going to keep telling them because they're crazy. And, and we're crazy. And we have... The blood of revolutionaries running through our veins anyway. You know, we're the guys that used to, you know, in the Revolutionary War, we took our hunting muskets and we fought a superpower from behind a tree while wearing a hat made out of a squirrel. Mm. And then we ran off into the woods and then we came back out and shot them again when they marched out on the fields. We're crazy people anyway. We're yeah. built off of crazy. And so I kind of see in this whole thing just the wildness of America being recaptured back again. But we've been tamed so bad by non-leaders and I won't say that, that Donald Trump is some form of statesman. I'm certainly not going to take my 13-year-old son and say, be like this man. <laughs> right. But he has come in like a barbarian at the gates. And I think that people find that wildly offensive. He doesn't care. Uh, and also refreshing, though. I, mean, I sort of like the yeah. fact that he doesn't care. There's a lot of it I do. It's hard not to like some of it, you know, especially when he's yeah. beating up on someone who yeah. was really irritating. Um, you're right. It's not a statesman approach. But I mean, there is a uh, there's a level of it that I think just that's how he connects really well. Um, so looking at this now from a, take it take it from this sort of big big picture that we've been talking about here, the society as a whole, and you go drop it down to the sort of pragmatic level. People are going to be casting votes soon, right? Yeah. We're in the middle of a of a primary season. 
Uh, Bernie Sanders is a socialist, is a front runner for one of the two major parties. I mean, that is a, it's a remarkable statement. Let me remind you, Stu, it's a democratic socialist. <laughs> yeah, it's hugely different. And, and, and as, as Lenin says, socialism, the goal of socialism is to become communism. So we're going to be democratic communists. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that defense. It's like, oh, it's democratic socialism. Well, it's like you start off with when you, when you don't want to uh, say you're a communist, you say you're a socialist. When you don't want to say you're a socialist, you say you're a democratic socialist. Yeah. When you don't want to say you're a democratic socialist, you say you're a democrat. Yeah. That's how that works. That's you just exactly come all the right. way down. It's all the same path. It's just a matter of speed. Do, who do you think comes out of this? Does Bernie actually hold on to this thing? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Bernie doesn't come out of this thing, they're going to burn Milwaukee to the ground yeah. because those guys, they're, 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 they're still pissed about 2016. I just don't think the DNC establishment allows Bernie to exist. Uh, whether it's a brokered convention, I don't know. I mean, look at Biden. I think Biden is too dangerous in the sense that there's too many skeletons in the closet that could mm-hmm. expose not just the Bidens, but too many other people with this Ukraine scandal. They don't want him there. Uh, and then Buttigieg just comes out of nowhere, right? I mean, like, boom, there he is in Iowa and, and takes the thing. And, and you know, Incredible. that's questionable. Uh, then New Hampshire happens. Biden doesn't even show up. Bernie <laughs> takes that and people are losing their minds there. Does Bloomberg, you think Bloomberg makes a push? Uh, this you know, Trump just came out yesterday and said that he would rather face Bloomberg than he would Bernie because Bernie has true supporters. You know, yeah, yeah he doesn't agree with them, but he's got true rabid supporters. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Bloomberg eh, could. It depends on how much money he's willing to spend there. I love what Bloomberg says. You know, hey, I know too much about Trump and Trump. You know, I, I know too much about him. And Donald's like, well, I know a lot about him, too. I mean, here's this small group of billionaires in New York City. I imagine they probably know each other's secrets a little bit. Oh, yeah. That are there. I mean, again, just speaking from the comedian sort of uh, aspect that you were talking about earlier, it would be fun. Yeah. A Bloomberg Trump thing would be hilarious. It would be fantastic. I mean, Bloomberg or, or you know, Trump Klobuchar. Yeah. Am I even going to be awake for that? Yeah. I mean, Bloomberg Trump would be interesting. Um, let me switch gears with you. Uh, today's Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. You have plans? Are you the type of type of guy that actually does something on the stuff? No. You know, I read a, I read a statistic uh, a while back that said that men on average spend three hundred twenty eight dollars a year on their women. Uh, which most of your women listeners just got mad. Uh, and it, the same study said that women on average spend $29 on their men. So that's a bad deal right there. We, we kind of get yeah. hosed in the Valentine's Day department. Uh, I'm a gift giver anyway, so I've already spent more money, way more money than that <laughs> on, on that deal. Um, my wife has discovered uh, with success, she's discovered things like Louie and Tiffany oh, yeah. and, and these weird, some coach she's with, I don't know, but it's all these, you know, we don't go to sales anymore. Every kiss does not begin with K, boys. Let me just tell you something. Once you hit another tax bracket, you ask Glenn Beck, he doesn't know anything about K. K's the makeup girl around here. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, uh, and uh, my wife's my best friend. We have, we love each other and, and thank God. God, we do because we'd kill each other because we're so different. But uh, yeah, every day I, I, I'll just go ahead and kiss ass right here. Every day is Valentine's Day. Oh gosh, mind. I mean, you could have said that off too. camera. We could have pulled it and sent it to her if you needed to do yeah. that. You didn't have to do it. You didn't have to. You, you notice my in. downcast look yeah. as I say it. You know, like a dog that's been beaten too much. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was like you were beaten down. Yeah, I was like, I gotta say this. Yeah, I gotta say. Every it. day is Valentine's Day. Honey. Every freaking day. Oh yeah. Can you get me doing that real quick just so we can get it to her? Every day is Valentine's Day, honey. That's good. I think she'll buy that. Yeah. I think she'll buy that. Um, yeah, I, I, always, I, I always find it to be a strange concept, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, you are supposed to at least 
act like you care the 364 other days. <laughs> like pointing out one day that you're actually stepping up like this does sort of highlight your pathetic nature on the other on yeah. the other days of the year. And the longer you're married, you give her chocolates and you're like, you're really going to eat those? Yeah. I mean, really? You, I mean, really? I mean, you've been paying to go to CrossFit for right. you know, all the... I mean, really? Is that what you want? Well, that's what happens. You wind up funding yeah. the, the, the future gym membership you have to pay for. It's a horrible cycle. I'm like, you just had Christmas, lady. I mean, that was enough romance, right? Right. And I so got close. the Viagra prescription. <laughs> what more can you want? Yeah. To get rid of the Viagra subscription <laughs> so you don't... There's no more Maybe coming. stop chasing me around <laughs> the house. <laughs> all right, uh, Chad Prather. WatchChad.com is the place to go. Get all the dates. When are you, you're going to... Uh, your Corpus Christi. I'll be there tomorrow night. Uh, we'll be down there at the American Bank Center. Am I crazy? Comedy tour. Uh, my friends, the Deplorable Choir, are going to come hang out with us. So it'll Very be a cool. fun show. You yeah. got some great t-shirts and stuff at WatchChad.com. Oh, sure yeah. We got... We got our, you know, if anybody that watches our show, the Chad Prather show here on Blaze, we've got, you know, our party time mom shirts oh, and yeah. our F the left. It means forgive the left. And, mm -hmm. uh, you That's know, nice. our y'all elitist are dumb. Uh, yeah, I have to say that in the Rick Wilson voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fun stuff. I like that. I know. Did this is my favorite, though, right here. This is the greatest URL I've ever seen in my <laughs> life right here. Nancy Pelosi sucks pins.com. I mean, it tells you what's on the site. Which I mean, it's what it Pelosi says right there. Pen. And this is a good quality pin. We were shocked about that. I mean, you know, you never know. I mean, know. it's ergonomically nice. Like, it's, it's not nice just a write. round pin. Mm -hmm. It's ergonomically correct. And, and it writes well. Nancy Pelosi sucks pins .com. You're going to be at some like really nice uh, like real estate transaction <laughs> with some hardcore liberal, and they're going to be signing all their paperwork, and halfway through, we're going to realize yeah. they're using a Nancy Pelosi sucks pen. That's going to make you happy. It feels so good in your hands, I don't ever put it down. I just <laughs> walk around with it like this. I might have to sign something. There you go. <laughs> Watchchad.com is the place to go. Chad Prather, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Back in a second. You may have missed the ridiculousness yesterday of the tree song people at the Seattle City Council meeting. Let me give you a quick taste of that from yesterday. There's an unwelcome sight in the neighborhood. A developer is being greedy. There's a hole in the sky where a tree once stood. Such a lack of life and sound. All that's left is bare, muddy ground. I mean, it's catchy. A magnificent tree was murdered. It's pretty impressive. Uh, she bursts into this big, like, Broadway number. And the problem is she's trying to play music on her phone, so you can't quite tell that. And we thought, hey, we have a guy who's a composer on staff. What if we put real music to the full song? I give you the hipster tree song thing. There's an unwelcome sight in the neighborhood. A developer is being greedy. There's a hole in the sky where a tree once stood. Such a lack of light and sound. All that's left is bare, muddy ground. A magnificent tree was murdered. The mighty dollar cut it down. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. There's a hole.